she talks. This is Kiss and Tell Radio. Welcome, welcome to another fabulous episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Hey, Char. Hey, Jace. How are ya? It's been a while. What's, what's been going on in the life of you? You know what? I have to just say that I'm I'm feeling way better. Amen. After some of you all's messages and just posts and things like the feedback that I got from being so transparent mm-hmm. on last episode about self-love, it just it's reaffirming that I'm normal. Yes. <laughs> so, but are. this week I do feel way better than um last week, but you know it's a constant evolution, so I'm doing great this week. Amen. Amen. Uh, so you saw Beyonce? Did you get information? Like, tell oh, me, tell I me got about your experience. information. I saw your Snapchat, and you're losing your voice. And yes, my voice was gone. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually were at the same venue where the 50th Super Bowl took place. Uh, yes. The historic 50th Super Bowl, when Beyonce performed this year with Bruno Mars and Coldplay. The Black Panther. Yes, we were in that same arena in Santa Clara, the Bay. It was my first time at the Bay. Um, I was in San Jose. I went to this fabulous shopping district called Santana Row. Oh my gosh, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Oh, you were that far? Yes. I, I was, was thinking it's like maybe 30 minutes. No, we drove. It was like five hours. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't play when it comes to be. Clearly. Make so, those missions. Uh, but we wanted to get away. So it doubled. It doubled. Because uh, it worked like a as mini like vacation. A, a mini vacation. Right. And then the cherry on top was seeing Beyonce. So mm-hmm. it was it was good. And you know, I don't like spoilers. Well, those of you who do not know i always ask that people do not tweet me or facebook me spoilers like i did cheat and watch beyonce's intro to this concert because Mm -hmm. i couldn't resist um but i don't like knowing the set list or knowing what this song is going to look like so i like experience organically i do and so while it might have looked like a lot on snapchat it really was not a lot because for the most part my phone was down and i was just in the moment enjoying this talented phenom, this superhero of mine. So it was great. And I had a great time at Santana Row. Like I said, they have some fabulous restaurants, darling. I felt like Mariah Carey, darling. I said, darling, to everyone, to the waitress, darling, give me the chicken lollipops, darling, Mm -hmm. and the pork belly, darling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had, we we were in a really nice hotel and I just had a great time getting into formation. I want to go again, but I specifically want to go to the New Orleans show, but I know for a fact that I cannot afford it. So if any of you all want to contribute. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make a GoFundMe later on today because I want to go too. Um, yeah, I can't afford Beyonce tickets. I went to um, Beyonce Night at Rage and saw Michelle. Yeah, I saw that on on Snapchat. A lot of people went to that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I thought it was gonna be like a whole Beyonce night, but it was like just Beyonce performances. Oh. So like the whole night, I was like, I don't know any of these songs, which I'm getting old up there. Because wow. you know, like people are like, uh, there's a new song, Pipe It Up. Pipe It Up. Pipe It Up. Yeah. See, I've up. never like, or and there's like all these other songs and dances, and I was like, I feel like a fossil in here. Yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of fossil, um, so my mentee was over at my house the other day and literally asked me who B2K was. Whoa. Yes. That's pretty old. If you yeah. don't know who B2K is, because mm-hmm. they were they were pretty fucking big. That was like the last time I had like hope and love when I was in high school. Like yes, like I need a girlfriend. No, B2K never did it for me. Really? Only only Jay Boog, and that was kinda. Cause for me, I liked. They did not represent. I know that that I know their Lord. shtick. Okay. But for me, they did not represent masculinity. No matter what they did. I just saw the girls because I was already on the scene. I know how the girls got down. And Mm -hmm. I could not imagine myself, you know, intimate with any of the members of B2K. Even at 14. I was in eighth grade when they were at their rise. Eighth grade freshman year. That's the first um, party I went, the first club I went to and it got shot up. I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. It was a B2K and concert? It was, yeah, it was a B2K concert. It was at the skating rink in um, California Skating oh, Rink. Oh, skating rinks are always ratchet. Yeah, but there was right after they broke up. And I remember mm. it was only Jay Bug and Lil Fizz that showed up. Mm-hmm. And it got shot up. So that was my first club experience. Thank you, B2K, for that um, near-death experience. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been a couple of good... I got fired. Did I tell you that? You got fired from the uh, place the that you were working yeah. at. Yeah, so people don't where know. Where we filmed so, that scene for right, basketball. Right, 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 right. So, did you set your timer? I did. Okay. I did. Don't worry. Um. So 
basically like I had a part time job at a restaurant. And you told me this off camp when we wrapped last. Right, weekend. right, 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 right. So I got fired, like I always do, because um, when I go into places of employment and they want to tell me something, I say no, and it's a problem. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, basically, long story short, I am no longer there, and I kind of just put it in the ap- atmosphere, like you know what, like I want to find, you know. Not necessarily full-time work, but, like, gigs that are in line with my purpose. Mm-hmm. And since that, I just put it in the atmosphere, and I have a new column on HIV Equals website online. Um, it's called um, Brilliant Bro. So it's basically, like, you know, kind of addressing social topics in, um, I guess, the black gay community, if you will. Um, it's not necessarily about HIV or HIV prevention, but it's not... It's kind of like what's what's real conversation? Like we're right. not, we're not talking about sex anymore. We're talking about like charts and graphs and yes, you know this is more need to, to be talked about. Right. So it's very candid. It's very out there. Like everything else that you know, Kiss and Tell produces. So I'm excited about it. Uh, so that's kind of what the direction I'm going. Hopefully, some more things are in the bag. Pray for me. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of jump into these topics. So the first By one, the way, before we jump that? into the topics, I want to paint a picture for people. Jason and I are at my house. <laughs> we are not in the usual spot. We're at my house, in my hallway, directly outside of my room, on this little shelf where I keep my makeup and fresh towels. And we are watching ABC, and the chew is on right now, and it's on mute. And we're sipping some vino. Some beverages some adult beverages <laughs> so that is I'm, i just want to paint a picture and set the scene set for you the scene all. yeah we had to switch it up this week due to certain people and circumstances and lunches that need to be had but not be part of but anyways can we not talk lunch while we're watching the chew because i'm literally starving and you know Popeyes, i wanted some chips and it's tuesday no but popeyes has a five dollar box that ends this week they brought back the five dollar box. You know, you get two. You get Wait. either get two pieces of chicken. Uh huh. I think it's two pieces of chicken, two full sides, and a biscuit for five dollars. Or you can get three strips. Remember, they did this last month. No. Yes, I had it like three times. You get three strips and then the two sides and the biscuit. But now they've added their famous Cajun shrimp, so you can oh, get. Let me get information. You real can quick. get shrimp, Beyonce style, but it's only for a week. In typical Popeyes fashion, but you can't beat that five all of that for five dollars from Popeyes. Get that Creole Texas Bama. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about um, social media relationships. So we Ooh. all have that friend or that follower or that followee, whatever you want to put it, um, who you know has a bay on Instagram and every single picture that they post, you know, they're in Central Park, they're at the movies, mm-hmm. they're sipping wine, they're in the bed naked, they're in the bathroom naked, just mm-hmm. like you know, love, love, love. Everything is perfect. And so one day, you know, those people, you know, are no longer um not deceased, but um no longer together. And I just kinda wanted to talk about what it is. Cause like this is something new, because back in the day we didn't have social media. We had, you know, the movies and da 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 but we weren't posting pictures and kind of, like, promoting our lives from day to day. So, I mean, I have had several situations uh, right now, which I'm kind of at the point where if there's not a ring on it, you won't know who I'm dating. Like, um, mm-mm. I'm very mysterious. At least online. Yes, I'm online, I'm very mysterious with who I date mm-hmm. um, or who I go on dates with. Like, even when I go on dates, like, for example... You won't see anything on Instagram, but if you follow me on Snapchat, you might see the restaurant that I'm at. Okay. Or you might see a hand, but I'm never... Re- <laughs> a hand? Seriously, I'm very... A discreet hand. I am very the Carters when it comes to who I'm dating. Mm-hmm. The um, Carters? She just made a whole album. I'm saying, you know, during their beginning stages. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm very... Mm-hmm. When Blue Ivy was a newborn, you may mm-hmm. see the back of a head. Mm-hmm. Right. But... And that's Some if, curls. And that's if I feel compelled to share, because I find that the best dates for me... It's when I forget that my phone is even there. Amen. But what about if I feel compelled to pick up my phone and snap a picture? I mean, not saying anything's wrong with that, but I feel like the best dates are when you can just fully be when you're belly over laughing and Mm -hmm. you're fully being yourself. You don't know what time it is. Yeah, you don't know. You don't have a concept of time or day of the week or anything. Those are the best dates. Mm -hmm. So you typically, when it comes to Shar, you typically won't see it because I mean. 
aside from that, there's a whole other laundry list of things that come into play as to why I don't show who I'm on a date with. But that's one of the main reasons. Because if I've, I check myself, like... Right. And plus, I feel I felt like that's kind of corny. It that's is. That's a little cheesy. So, I mean, would you... Would you... um what's, You can, like, kind of... um Not log in, but, like, I guess update your relationship status. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, would like you, on Facebook yeah, and stuff? Yeah, on Facebook. Like, Charlotte went from single to in a relationship? Yeah. I feel like I'm only doing that if there's a ring on it. Because if the... Right. If, I right. feel you on right. that. Right, Because if the relationship tanks, I know that I'm not in a headspace. I'm never in a headspace to have a, a press room worth of conversations Child. and questions as to, what happened to you and your boot thing? I saw on Facebook you were official. What happened? Like, I don't mm-hmm. like that. So. And then when you take it down, that makes another announcement. It does. So like, so Jace went from... Right. <laughs> Engaged. Jace to broken. Yes. So I don't really like that. So unless it's something serious and unless I feel compelled to share that love with the world because you know I've never been in love so who's to say? Don't hold me to any of this. <laughs> Look, don't Right. Hold. Next thing you know, she's like, and then. Oh, right. I may be, I might be that couple. Every I've Facebook never status. been that I've never been in love, so who's to say? But I just know for me right now, talking from a single Sally perspective, Mm -hmm. so to speak, I just find, I feel like as you get old, like that, mm, that's cute when you're an undergrad or maybe even high school. Well, more so high school than undergrad, but something about being a grown Maybe you're fresh out of college. But but something something about- until 25. I was about to say, something about being a full-fledged, bill-paying, tax-paying adult that makes that unappealing to me. Right. It's just I unappealing to me. I mean, I'll still double tap your pictures because I find the Tumblr uh, couples really cute. The gay Tumblr couples, oh my God, they're so cute and so photogenic. But that's not really my shtick, so. But I think at one point, like, I was definitely featured with my ex on some, like, hashtag black gay couple or black something. Because it's so rare to see. So it, it it's inspired a lot of Pinterest mm-hmm. and Tumblr page. It's so rare to see. But then we're no longer together. So like, what does that How mean? How long did you all last though? Um, collectively. Oh, so this was a yo-yo type thing. Um, we did not speak for a few months after it went down, and then we got into each other's presence again, and kind of like what Coachella happened. I'll just say that much. Um, but. I don't know. Like, I think from those type of situations, I've kind of learned, and I don't want people, like, necessarily in my business. And, like, honestly, for me, like, if it wasn't for, like, professional life, I probably wouldn't have a Facebook. Because I don't like people in my business yeah. anymore. Like, I, I use my Facebook. If you go on my timeline, like, yeah, I'll say, like, a couple funny things, post a, like, mm-hmm. funny video. But the mor- most of the stuff I post is, like, stuff that's going on career-wise. For me, Facebook is a way to con- stay connected to my extended family, honestly. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my extended family, if they are on Instagram, I'm not interested in following them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in following them on Twitter. If they're there, a lot of my family is on Facebook and it's so much easier just to like your status versus feeling obligated to text you to see how you're doing right. when I can just oh, see God. it right there. That's so to, like, sad. I know that may seem, make me seem like an asshole, but for me, that's what works <laughs> for me. Whether or they, if something is happening, you can text them because you'll know exactly. So that is one of the main reasons I keep Facebook around. Recently, um, the comment section. This is a little off topic, but comments on Facebook, not particularly to my page, but you know when like the New York Post will post an article, and I'm one of those people who goes immediately to the comments. Mm-hmm. I'll read it and assess it for myself, and then I see what the people are talking. Right. And a lot of the comments have been so hate filled that it's made me Google: Can I delete my main profile and keep a fan page? Because it, it makes me think, like, okay, should I delete Charjacel and just keep Char says so? But they told me that I couldn't. So I try right to now. be, I try to pick and choose when I'm active on Facebook. And I also try to pick and choose constructively when I'm in a mood to read comments. Because I'm not obligated to read comments. But in all honesty, comments, comments are good. Mm-hmm. Whether people are agreeing with what I think or with disagreeing, it, mm-hmm. it, and it provides perspective mm-hmm. for my next move, mm-hmm. what I'm going to say, whether it be on Kiss and Tell or whatever. Um, so I'm always open to meaningful conversation. It's when it becomes this hate-filled, hate speech, anti-everybody nonsense that it becomes tech. Toxic, excuse me, for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I just have to find a way to kind of filter that out because it's one of those things that, like, like, once you start reading, you can't 
finish reading. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you're finished, you just have a headache, a pounding headache. Like, oh. That's funny because I, I feel like I have like the opposite perspective because I don't know like what it, I actually just wrote about this um, in the first um, article I wrote for the Brilliant Bro. Um, basically, like, kind of, actually, no, that was another interview I did. Just kidding. Um, but I was, I've always been put in situations where, like, I just was forced to get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Negative and positive. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of things, like, you, there's very few things you can say to me to hurt my feelings. If, especially if I don't know you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I read something or read a bad comment, like, I'm just like, uh, all right. Like, there's been so many negative things said about me, especially prior to, like, the whole, like, <laughs> kiss and tell and you know people are calling me activists and da, 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 da. like before that like i was a ratchet bitch in weho so like there's been a lot of like things there was a blog that went up about mm. i think i told you about that you before, did where there's like, all these negative things and i just kind of like oh well, all right whatever it comes and i feel like it comes with the territory like mm-hmm. i always say that my undergraduate experience was god's training camp for hollywood because i was in a fishbowl of a school where i was made to be made out to be someone that I was not and mm-hmm. made, you know, there were rumors fl- flying about me left and right, but I learned how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So that set the perfect stage for what was the unforeseen for me at the time, right. which is Char says so. Mm-hmm. And can you be a public figure? Can you take the heat with that? Mm-hmm. And I think I absolutely can handle, I can handle getting trolled. I've gotten trolled before, especially mm-hmm. on my favorite platform. What's my favorite social media platform? Do my you know? damn something. Mm-mm. My favorite platform out of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh. Oh, wait. I've said this before. You should know this as my friend and co-host. I'm so sorry. My favorite wait, platform. is it Twitter? Yes. Okay, got so it. So, <laughs> on Twitter, I have received all different types of feedback from, from my opinions, things like that. And mm-hmm. like I said, if it's done in a tasteful, tactful way, I'm open to it all. If you challenge me, I'm open to it. I know that I'm not above reproach, but... I've received death threats. I've received, like, some of the Mm -hmm. craziest shit has happened on Twitter. But it's all part of God's training camp. Right. No, it is. It is. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And you got to have an opinion. For what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do, you have to have an opinion. Otherwise, you're not interesting. You can't be wishy-washy. Otherwise, you're not interesting. Mm -hmm. And you lose your following. I said what I said, Mm -hmm. as Nene said. There's a gnat floating around and it's getting on my nerves. But I I said what I said. I said what I said. Well, speaking of social media, um, so I saw a posting that came up the other day on my timeline, and it said, uh, dating after 30, um, are we traveling or buying property because I have more shit to do besides having sex and eating out? It was crossed out 30, and it said 25, Mm -hmm. and it was asking for opinions from followers or spectators, whoever saw the post, trying to ask for opinion. So, for me... 25 years old, I would always tell people when they ask me about 25, who are younger than me, like, talking about mentees, people I run into, um, 25 was the age I realized that I was five years from 30, and also five years from 20, so what was I going to do to make sure I was in top shape to enter another decade of my life, Mm -hmm. so that's when I broke with my ex, (laughs) sorry Mm -hmm. girl, um, I quit my job, I think I moved back to New York, I just made all these like changes, and I did it for. Do you feel like they out. were impulsive, or did you have time to sit and assess? Mm, I don't think they were impulsive. I think it was. I think what was impulsive was that I've been thinking about it, but I never executed it. Okay. So like, I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, and then when I turned twenty five, I was like, oh, I have no more time to think about this. I need to act. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like dismissed everything I didn't like in my life, yeah. and. I like this. So At 25, what I, I can't say that I was ready for traveling and putting down property. Absolutely not. At 25, I was... I'm 28 and I'm already. <laughs> I'm ready to travel. I don't know about getting no property because after... Travel with Bay. Uh, I can travel with Bay, but I'm not ready to live with another person. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to live fully alone. I think I need a full two years living just with Char. Okay. Um, I'm over, totally over roommates, but... Um, I say all that to say, at 25, I was in the midst of a quarter-life crisis because Mm -hmm. I did look at it as, oh my gosh, I'm five years away from 25, five years away from 30. And 
and I'm not where I want to be. I think mm-hmm. what fucked me up was movies like Two Can Play That Game and Sex and, and a whole bunch of stuff right. where you think that you're going to be like this Shantae character mm-hmm. in your business suit running around with fine ass right. Morris Chestnut. And your 96 Jaguar convertible drop, drop top. top. <laughs> <laughs> with your circle of good girl Right. Sipping on a happy hour. But right. Going off about Connie, talking about, let me go holler at that Negro. Mm-hmm. Is your man up there? Let me go holler at that Negro. So uh, it, it's just this whole, I want to say, like, distortion of thought that took place of where I thought I was going to be at 25. Mm-hmm. So to be at, at 25, I gained 30 pounds, and I was, yes, I was very, very Sorry, y'all, y'all didn't see my face. Kind of Jay's kind of, like, jerked back. I did pounds. gain 30 in a year? pounds. This was maybe in a few months. Can you teach me? Because I'm looking. It was just eating. It was depression. And it was the first time that I was really depressed. I was a fresh college graduate. Yes, at 25. Um, I switched my major twice. And I had blocks on my, um, what is it, like your hours. Yeah, where they were like, well, you can only take 12 hours this semester. Mm -hmm. Versus me wanting to. It was for financial aid. Right. Because I wanted to pile on. Like, let me take 17 hours because I could do it. I wasn't doing shit else. Right. But anyway, um, so for me, it was more so, okay, I'm sending out these TV packages. I'm applying. I'm contacting, quote unquote, mentors and people. I had two internships under my belt. Why do I not have a job in my field? So it was essentially abuse. It was an attack on my spirit. And uh, that's what 25, a bulk of 25 was for me. I don't want to say that I came out of that until going into 26. So it was like 24 was fine. So it was like an entire year. An entire year of grief. Of grief, picking myself apart. No, I mean, I'm not going to say grief. 25 for me was an entire year of learning experiences and getting to know adult Shar. I also transitioned to 25. So it was a oh, very... Oh, there's a lot going on. Right. <laughs> it was very layered. It was a very layered, layered experience for me. And I'm so grateful to have went through that. But 25 was a very... I'll never forget 25. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm anticipating 50 now. Because mm-hmm. I, I really am anticipating 50. Because I feel... I can't wait to be more comfortable with myself. Right. I feel like at 50... You just are so. You don't get you don't shit get anymore. You don't get like, like, look. And I read a statistic today. Google me. <laughs> I read a statistic today. I don't know how accurate it is, but I read it on Tumblr, and it said that the most stress, stressed out demographic is ages eighteen to thirty three, and I believe that. I agree with that. That is 100%. when you're most stressed out in your life is ages eighteen to thirty three, and for me, it wasn't even eight. I want to say I didn't be. I didn't know real stress until twenty five. I did not know real stress. Mm. I was fine. Things that I consider stre- what studying for a test. <laughs> right. I wish that that was my biggest concern right now. <laughs> right. Hello. Studying for this science final. Are you kidding? That ain't real stress. Mm-hmm. That and, is not real stress. And for all the discounts. Right. Please. Think of this kind of title. Five bucks. So um, so yeah, that is just it's yeah. interesting to think about. Yeah. No, I definitely that. disagree with this statement too. Like twenty five. Like I wouldn't say I was like. I think 25, I think I had everything that I thought I wanted. Ooh, lucky you. I thought I had, like, the boyfriend. I had the friends. Mm-hmm. I had, like... My birthday was cute. Like, I ran out of a club. Me too for my 25th. Mm-hmm. I had the entire middle floor. It was at Amen. the Evergreen 9 Vodka Lounge in Chicago. It was three floors, two DJs, mirrors, stripper pole. It was good. Mm-hmm. Mine was at the room in Hollywood on Cahuenga and Hollywood Boulevard. And I remember that same night, one of my old college friends um, had graduated from like some type of uh, academy for firefighting, something like that. So people got double invites and oh. thought it was my birthday party. Wow. So, like, it was packed out. It had this, like, nice um, suede turquoise blazer. It was hot as fuck in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I had this best I birthday party. I wore a peplum. A peplum top with What's car- a peplum? A peplum top. You know, peplum, remember, they were really, really popular. It's almost like the tiny skirt attached to the top. It was like a tiny ruffled. Like a dress? No, it's a top. Peplums were something. Look, let me Google like it. Like a toga? Or not a, a two? Hold on, guys, because I'm Googling this for Jay so he knows what a peplum is. Because he's seen it because it was so popular. But, um, but you don't know what it is because you're not a woman. Right. <laughs> That's just what it is. See, images. 
You see the bottom of those chops? This oh, little thing that's yeah. called a peplum. Y'all Google peplums. I remember that happening. Yeah, it was really it and was I was, all and I was around that age because I remember. I remember actually the guy I used to date had a, a woman's boutique. And one of those shirts looked like that. Yes, it was all the rage. And then I went to Sears and I bought me some Kardashian collection, liquid leather and cloth. I still have them to this day. Liquid Leggings. They were so, and so I had my peplum and then I was bigger, but I packed all of that 30 pounds in. These ass and this thighs were sitting and it was, yeah, it was, it was a great intro to 25. Oh, but then after that, it was just like all downhill. No, actually it was great because I, I, came to know myself even more. Mm-hmm. I had freshly transitioned in, mm-hmm. in in the age of 25. I met Janet Mock. That's mm-hmm. when she became my mentor. <clears throat> I had the opportunity of meeting her before she was Janet Mock. Right. Angelica Ross. It was such a... It was like double dutch. It was, it mm-hmm. was self-discovery. It was grief. It was disappointment. It was growth. It was triumph. Mm-hmm. It was success. All wrapped up into one Fucked up 365 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basically what 25 was to mm-hmm. me. But I came out better on the other side. And I wouldn't change anything, actually. Nothing. I wouldn't... Because I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that. And I'm still growing right now. Like, I, 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 right. I mean, we all are. But I needed that. I needed that time and I needed that space of 25. Right. And so, at 28, six months, almost six months into 28 for both of us... Right. Oh, Lord. I'm honestly anticipating 30. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm going to be so good at 30. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Actually, when I went hiking the other day with my friend on the Corpus City Stairs, we were talking about, like, you know, like, 30, like, I need to be, like, amazing. Like, I need to be fly as mm-hmm. fuck. I need to be just, like, at career most, popping. I was about like, to say, at most comfortable with Jace. Yeah. 100% comfortable with Jace. Yeah. I need to be 100% comfortable with Char. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the growing pains of 20 will be over, but it will also be something to mourn because your 20s are over. I will There's be, no going I, back. I'm not going to mourn that at all. My 20s have There's been great. There's no going back. That's one thing about me. Like, high school was amazing. Like, I was prom king. I was a yearbook editor. Like, I had a really good high school experience. You too. As well as college. Would I ever go back? No. Because I could recognize that time for what it was. And yes. like I used to say, I, if I could do high school over again, I would. But I had such a great high school. Ooh. I did. My high school had so many. You know what I, why I say that? I say that because my high school had so many fucking resources that I did not utilize. I utilized mm. some of the resources, but I would have went back and utilized all of the resources. And um, that's the only reason why I say that. I, would I do college again? Absolutely not. I used to say... I would do college again and as my trans self, as my authentic self, instead okay. of a gender non-conforming male. Right. Um, but no, I, I don't think I, that I was equipped or mature enough to fight some of the battles that would have come with that. Right. So I, I don't think I would re- Wait, redo anything. So for your 25th birthday, were you gender non-conforming or were you... I was gender non-conforming and I was wearing a bra. Wearing it was bra. before hormones. I, my 25th birthday was in January. I met Janet Mock in January and Angelica Ross in January. And by the first week of April, I had started hormone replacement therapy. By June, oh, by the first week of April, I started hormone replacement therapy and had my gender marker changed. By June, mm. the judge banged the, the gavel on Solange's birthday. I think that's like June 24th. <laughs> yes, Solange. On Solange's birthday. Because I was like, oh, that's Char's birthday. But banged the gavel on Solange's birthday and, and declared me by law as Char. So 25, it was a lot. And this was all the while of me not only sending emails from contacts and applying for jobs that I was also, I also grabbed the manila envelopes and was mailing out fucking news packages with my resume, like a full DVD, mm-hmm. a headshot resume to all of these different broadcast news. Yes. And, all of these right. different news markets. So this is going on while I'm nervous, while everything says my birth name and shows me in my gender nonconforming state, I'm in the process of becoming who I am. Right. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to hinder me from from me being hired. Because a lot of people, even before... What, what you all don't understand as listeners is, prior to me even popping a hormone, prior to me even throwing a, a sew-in or some weave or whatever in my head, I was constantly being mistaken for a woman as it was. We talked about that last episode. So, yeah, oh my God, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So it was nothing 
You know what I'm saying? It was nothing for me, but I was very, very nervous because it's like, oh my gosh, if these people call me in for an interview or I sign my contract, it's going to have my birth name on it. But the judge has banged the gavel now, so I'm going to have to sign as my new name. This is right. how I'm known from here on out. So uh, it was just a very, 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 very interesting year. Very interesting year. Very interesting year. Yeah, and I, wouldn't change I mean, it, it sounds like it. I think we had two very different 25-year-old, but but very similar, too. Because, like, you kind of became who you are, and I did as well. Mm -hmm. Because I thought I had everything I wanted. Like, as a man, I thought. I thought. (laughs) And it became a thought. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I had the job. I was, you know, it was great. See, I didn't have the job. I was working for Live Nation at the time. And then I transferred. Well, I kind of transitioned from Live Nation to Macy's. Yeah. Because I I wasn't being fulfilled in in the... in the box office working tickets. Mm-mm. I found my fulfillment in cosmetics because I had worked at Sephora previously. Right. So there was nothing for me to work at Macy's. And I, lo- I genuinely love sharing that knowledge with women. Try this formula. Let me make you a sample of this formula. Mm-hmm. Come, My name is Shar. Come back and let me know how that worked for you. And I love when women would be like, oh my God. It just worked. Like that fulfilled me at the time. Hmm. That really, fu- and I love my co, I still keep in contact with some of my coworkers. It, we were such. A, it was like a sorority. Oh, your co-workers, never mind. No, these were my co-workers. Mm-hmm. It was such a sorority for the girls my age. Now, the older women were the shady bitches. Of course. But the younger girls, we were all ambitious. And I feel like I kind of led the charge. Because as soon as I left, mm-hmm. everybody else started exploring their passions. Because Char mm-hmm. says so. Char says so. <laughs> Not one girl that I worked with that was in my age group is still there. Everybody's now Jasmine's a beauty blogger with all of these followers making wigs and makeup. You know, Betsy is this massage therapist. Nina has gone on and gotten married to Brian. Like, it's just beautiful. Married to who? This guy named Brian, who she was. Oh, I was like, you know, Chastity. (laughs) No, 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 no. Kobe's still with Vanessa. But, you know, those girls, it was such a sorority and it was such a. I needed that. I Mm -hmm. needed that camaraderie. Guys would try to talk to me and I would show up looking like. I was ready for stage every day. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I work right. in the makeup department. As long as the skin is fine under the makeup, mm-hmm. you don't see any lumps and bumps. Oh, yeah, I'm smattering it on. And I'm mm-hmm. putting on the most obnoxious lashes. And I'm wearing a 30-inch blonde weave. And you will fucking deal with it. Right. Because Hello. I attracted people. I was a people magnet. Yes. <laughs> energy, people, all the Ooh. above. Yeah, the industry is very, like, interesting. And actually, one of my uh, friends, uh, if you follow him on Instagram, it's uh, Vic... M. Rom, he's actually an up-and-coming beauty like expert mm. when it comes to makeup. He's only 19 years old, That's but he's amazing. already like booking gigs. And he's like, it's funny because like I have a personal relationship, personal relationship with him. Um, but he's just like, oh, I don't really know. I'm like, look, if I was 19 years old, I'd be asking every single person I know because people will help you based on your age. Sweetheart. Well, I, when I did makeup and undergrad, when I was doing makeup undergrad, I was working at Sephora and I also did a lot of pageants. I did a lot of photo shoots, a lot of weddings, but I didn't have Instagram to, to use as a platform. Right. So when I go back, when my Facebook memory shows me, oh, Makeup By Me album, 60 photos, because remember that used to be the cat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I probably would have been able to go far in makeup if I would have had something like Instagram and right. hashtags to utilize, but I didn't. And that's not my path because I was not born to be a makeup artist. I was born to run my damn mouth. Oh, he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. I love, I, I would love to know what highlighter he uses. Well, it's all on his YouTube page. Because that cheekbone is sitting. Sit. Oh, I want to bite it. Bite it all. Final question of this episode. You know it's episode 20, right? Did I tell you? Is this really episode 20? Episode 20. We are two episode decades old. Oh my god! Episode 20 has arrived. And you know we're coming up on our year anniversary in I like... I know. June. Soon. July something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. How are we going to celebrate that? Because I started this right before I started uh, After Buzz. After Buzz, And I right. started After Buzz on August 11th. Tuesday, August 11th. And I want to say this was a week or two before I started that. So it's it's kind of like end of July. How are we going to celebrate? Let's go to dinner. We do need to go Let's to go dinner. Let's go to dinner. Like, no microphones. No. Just, no. just wine and, and good smart fucking talk. food. And smart talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Off air. Right. Um, so the last question is actually when that was proposed to me. The last topic is Sorry, a question. Sorry, last topic is a question. Yes. So the last 
topic is a question that was proposed to me. Um, and it was basically in reference to the transgender community. So me, Ooh. I am not trans. I've never felt like I was, you know, a woman or anything like that. I'm gay as fuck, if you will, but I always felt like I was a man. So this is something I didn't really know how to particularly answer. Um, but thank God we have Consental Radio, where we do have a um, opinionated trans woman here mm-hmm. to kind of give a critique on, or not even a critique, but like kind of advice or guidance to someone who, male or female, who is you know young or old, um, considering transitioning um, in this day and age. And I think right now, because like, even how we talked about earlier about you turning twenty five, like that was three years ago, but. Trans was not really necessarily a social topic that was being had. No. And so, like, now I think it'd be, quote-unquote, easier, if you will. I mean, no. Maybe, no? Really? No. No. Mm-mm. So, tell me more. Like, what what kind of advice would you give them? What do you think, how would they kind of, like, operate in society um, if they were to transition now in May 2016? Um, the best advice I could give to someone who is beginning a medical transition because words do mean things, okay? Mm-hmm. So you can transition, but that doesn't mean that you have to medically transition. If you're on hormone replacement therapy, that's totally different because there are people who remain in their gender binary who mm-hmm. say that they are trans. There are people who walk around who look right. like you. Because trans like, is a mind, uh, not exa- mindset, but it's, it's, a, it's a mental thing. It is. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend the advice that I would have before you, if you're considering hormone, hormone replacement therapy, HRT, I would say to really assess, really, 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 really make sure that this is you mm-hmm. before you do it. And I know that's a lot to ask of people, but that is so necessary. That's such a a, a, a important step within your transition mm-hmm. because nothing's worse than pumping yourself full of estrogen if you're a trans woman or testosterone if you're a trans man and that not being who you feel you are. Right. Because that then contributes to the narrative of trans people are just confused. Confused, right. So you have to be careful of that. But I would say you need to really, really make sure that this is what... That you can take all that comes with this. Because this is not an easy lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. I always stress this to people on Twitter. I make this look easy. I make this look easy. And so do so many other trans women. You make this look easy. But it is not. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I'm still living my life. For me, it's become easy because I know what to tune out. Like, I have a filter now. I know what I let into my space. And I know... And that even can come... Whether you're trans or not, you need to know your limitations and energies that you'll let into your space and energies that you don't want in your space. But I feel like it's heightened when you're a trans person. Mm -hmm. And you need to be solid and concrete. Well, that's like a black person or like Mm -hmm. a gay person. You see see the world differently. You do. Mm -hmm. And as a trans woman, I totally see the world differently than when I was going around saying that I was a gay male. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's not easy. And I know that a lot of times people see the glam aspect. They see the the great hair and the good wigs and Mm -hmm. the, and you know, the cute makeup and the titties. Right, but Mm -hmm. there is a whole other, there's a very, very dark side to that too when it comes to certain things like companionship and mm-hmm. there's just it, it, I'll say this transitioning has layers mm-hmm. and for me I felt like I had an advantage because I was never quote unquote masculine in presentation prior right. to transitioning and I came from a cosmetic background so I knew what how to work my face I knew how to apply a lash um, the only thing I really needed to learn was how to curl my hair. But because I have a knack for beauty, that was no issue for me. Right. All I need to watch is one YouTube tutorial on how to get Kim Kardashian <laughs> barrel curls. Hello. And boom, I have Kim Kardashian barrel curls. And you also need to take into account that if you're transitioning, that hormones work differently in everybody's body. Right. And everybody gets different dosages. I may go to my doctor and they, for example, they tell me 0.5. Some girls, so I know. Point, I mean, point five, like, like you say, it's, this is a shot, right? It's, I take the shot. Okay. Some people do patches. Some people do pills. Like, there's different avenues. Mm-hmm. And I know for some girls on the shot, they take one, mil, one ml mm-hmm. type thing versus me. I'm taking half, but that's based on what's already in my bloodstream. Right. What they take would be an OD for me. I overdose on estrogen. So, it's, it's a lot. And you need to consider that. Hormones are not a magic pill. Hormone replacement therapy is not some type of magic. Mm-hmm. It cannot take you from, quote unquote, being Rames 
to Beyonce. That that's just not how it works. And you need to. It's it's all about self love. Mm-hmm. If you go into transitioning with certain expectations, you will almost always disappoint yourself. Mm. You need to be comfortable with yourself right. and whatever the that. universe and your DNA and God gives you. You may have broad shoulders. You may have big hands. You may have big feet, and you need to be fully ready to accept that because transitioning estrogen is not going to make your feet smaller mm. estrogen is not going to make your hands cunty right it'll make your skin softer but uh, you know what i'm saying like right, right, right so right, it's right. It, and i feel like a lot of girls have this false this preconceived notion that oh because estrogen makes your skin glow if you drink your water and take your omega-3 fatty acids fish like when you do certain things but that just comes with self-care right so i feel like a lot of people have this distorted thing like like i said like estrogen is like this magic or testosterone if you're a trans man Mm -hmm. is this magical thing and i'm not taking away from the benefits of it because it does have benefits but there's a lot that goes. You need with to do it. your there's, research. There's more. It doesn't there's change more. your voice. It doesn't make your voice higher. Right. It doesn't, you know, give you hips. It doesn't like. There's just, I don't know. And I feel like you need to really, really do your research. And like I said, you need to concretely know who you are. Mm-hmm. You need to know the risks. That's right. why you need to go through and a not doctor. Not be impulsive as well. You you do not need to be. You do not. And a lot of girls get up in drag one time and get their life in drag mm-hmm. and like, oh my god, I'm a trans woman. Right. And then they're the ones who end up running to the blogs like, oh what. 10 reasons why I detransition because it's not really who you were. Right. And you need to make sure like There's I... There's difference. Drag is a performance. That's the mm-hmm. job that you go to. And you may and look you... sickening up in right. drag. Right. Amen. But that does not mean All that you Beyonce are built leave. to live as a woman 24-7 because mm-hmm. a lot comes with this. Mm-hmm. And I, th- 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 that's the best advice that I'd give people. And I know I don't know if it's shitty or not, but you really need to... It, it, it comes with soul searching. Mm. It comes with at the very foundation. If you do not know who you are, transitioning, you'll let it define you. And that's very, very toxic. You need to know who you are and what you represent. I know someone, I know a few girls who have transitioned solely off of the attention of men. As butch queens, they were not getting the masculine, quote unquote, men that they were vying for. The attention. Yes, I know two people like this. And so, as a trans woman, no, I'm not dropping names. As a trans woman, they are getting that attention, but they thrive off of that. You're not fulfilled as a woman. You're fulfilled based off of male attention. Male, in particular, Mm -hmm. attention. And you'll never be complete. You'll never be. You'll always probably be sad because you're basing your very existence off of the trade. Right. So, what does that mean for your future? And I feel like people don't think about that. Some people don't think right. about that. As a 60-year-old right, 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 right. trans woman, will you still be vindicated right. off of the As attention a woman. of men? So, you know, so it's just you have to know who you are or you will let it define you. And letting it define you can be toxic. Because I always say that my womanhood surpasses my transness. Everybody is not like that. But I feel that my womanhood is organic and it surpasses my transness. I feel more woman, more... More a hundred percent woman than I do trans woman. I identify as a trans woman because that's what I am, but I just that's just me. Mm-hmm. That may not apply to, to certain people, and that's not saying that I'm better than or that I walk in different shoes because we're all no. I mean, I, open to the same stuff. But the advice that I would give someone who's considering transitioning is that are you willing to lose family? Mm-hmm. Because you might lose family. Are you willing to lose friends? Because you most certainly will lose friends. In my case, I didn't lose family. But I, did I lose some friends? Hell yeah. Friends that may, you may think that will be all aboard because they're right. so liberal in your gay walk of life are totally transphobic. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to lose some of your longest friends? Are you will, like, there's a lot that comes with being a trans woman. And like I say, um, I don't share all aspects because that's just me. That's how I navigate. And I feel like not everybody shares all aspects. You as a gay man, you don't share all aspects of things Mm. that you go through. So because it's like, what's the point of getting that attention? So Mm. you just press forward and you try to be the best person that you can be and you slay. But that's the advice that I would give to someone who's considering transitioning because a lot comes with it. And that doesn't matter if you talk to person A or person B, a lot comes with being a trans woman. No, I and it's not the easiest. And that's funny because like two things: gaining access to health care. Not to cut you off, but gaining access to health care. I mean, I just thought about that: gaining access to certain health care and navigating certain cis spaces. Do you pass? 
It's not about passing. But if you are a girl that is hell-bent on passing, do you pass? You can't control your passability. Your DNA controls your passability. So would you be okay... With not being passable. With not being a passable trans woman. And navigating most of the spaces that we navigate are cisgender spaces. Would you be okay? Mm-hmm. But it's not about that. It's about you being happy with yourself. When you right. lay your head on that pillow at night, are you fulfilled? Are you happy with yourself? And a lot of people, because they seek vindication through other people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even me, I'm guilty of that. I really am guilty of that. Not 100% seeking validation and vindication through other people, but I do rely on the world around me in certain aspects to reaffirm my womanhood. Right. When I'm not feeling good about myself, reaffirm my womanhood. And that lets me know, okay, I'm the shard that I think I am. That you know you are. That I know, well, yes, that I know mm-hmm. to be true. Right. I'm that shard. So, I mean, we all we all fall victim to it. But I feel like a lot of people who consider transitioning, they see it through rose-colored glasses. And I may be part of that problem with through rose-colored. But it's a safety, it's a constant safety issue. Constant safety issue. Dating. They're even friends. Friends. If you watch A Girl Like Me, the Gwen Arojo story, it's a Lifetime movie. One of the girls that she thought was her friend set her up and she ended up getting murdered. Because the girl the cis, the girl was cisgender and she was jealous that Gwen was getting so much attention. So you just really have, it's a constant watch. It, it, and I don't want to make it seem like my life is like, oh, woe is me. Because I have a great life. I really, really do. And I know that I have access to certain spaces that I would not have if I were cisgender. Because people love the trans point of view. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do, I do recognize that. Especially in Hollywood because it's unique. Yes. I do recognize that. And that is one of my selling points, but I want to reiterate to people out there who may be listening, who look at transitioning as this cakewalk. Cause Oh, all I need is breast implants and, and a 27 inch weave. That is, is so much more that comes with It's so, 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 so much more. I don't even know if I can put it into words because I feel like I would leave something out. There's just right. a lot that comes with that. And navigate, like I said, navigating these spaces, mm-hmm. dressing rooms, bathrooms, everyday life, restaurants, dating. It's it a lot. Is. I mean, like, like, actually three things kind of like stuck with me with what you said. Because for me, when this question was actually presented to me, it was like, I was just like, all right, well, are you being reactive right now? Because he was mad at some boy. And I was like, all right, so are you feeling you need to transition? Like, no, I've been thinking, doing it for a year, da, da, da. And I was like, but I don't think you really, like, know what's going on. Um, two, this actually came up with my mother. Mm. Um, I've rec- never met your mom. Really? Only um, your dad's wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, Marcia. Yeah, yes, my mom. I've never met your mom. She's a gynecologist. Okay. And so she's been doing these, um, oh my God. Have you ever heard of the pills that you inject? A pill that you inject? Yes. No. Uh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So basically she injects pills for menopause. But basically, um, so I'm from Riverside, so the county of Riverside kind of asked her, like, you know, we're, we're making a list of people who would inject these pills into trans women. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was just kind of like, uh, okay. It was, uh, God, let me look it up right now. Um, so basically she's just kind of like trying to figure out that whole like thing. And like for her, I, I kind of understood cause she's a gynecologist. So like if someone who like visually looked like a man, like came into her like office, mm-hmm. like give me a shot, like. It was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, but she obviously, like, eventually agreed, but it was kind of, like, a mind fuck to her to, like, have to, to like... To kind of adapt to this adapt. new... Right. Yeah, because more, way more trans people... The thing is, way more trans people are becoming visible. Right. And that is what... And she's that's in, what tore society... Is in Corona, up. not L.A. So, oh, like, wow. she's in the I.E., so that's a whole other... Um, That's what tore a lot of people up because they looked at trans people as either drag queens or as the Jerry Springer, Mari type, you know, shack in a wig type. So when the passable girls, quote unquote, or I should say the women living in stealth, when they started speaking up, that that fucked up, that changed the whole game. Because back in the day, Jace, had we been doing Kiss and Tell 20 years ago in 96, I probably would not be open about my transness because it's a workplace hindrance. It is a personal hindrance. Like, back then, are you kidding me? 
I know so many old heads who 20, 30 years ago just remained with their partners or their boyfriends or whatever and lived in stealth. Right. And tried to be the most fishy as possible. <laughs> it's called it's called Soto Pele. Is that how you spell it? S O T Soto Pele. So basically, hormonal balance, well being. So basically, like it's this pill that gets injected into you and it lasts for three months in your body. So you don't have to inject something into you. You get this pill through your bloodstream, hormones, da da da. And so, basically, that kind of came up in conversation. And, you know, I'm a pastor's kid, so she's the first lady of a church, of a Baptist church at that. Wow. And so, you know, it was kind of a conversation that came up. And they know that my, I'm very, very out now, especially now because of, like, career stuff, um, about my sexuality. And, obviously, they have a lot of questions for me because this is kind of all new to them. Mm-hmm. And while meanwhile, I had to learn it on my own, but that was, so that's something that came up. And also, when you're saying like you know it's not all you know glamorous, that's what people think about the gay community too. Like WeHo and Never Everland, yeah. like you know my gay best friend. Da, 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 Gays like, have the most money, <laughs> right? The most money. I mean, they kind of do, but like there's a lot that comes. That's what that's with, what I'm saying. It's not. I'm not saying we, that it's not parents. glamorous. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that there's this idea that it's a hundred percent round the clock. Yeah. Like I'm living like a Kardashian. You know, we're at the um, fucking and Abby sleeping on with Sunday. some celebrity, right? You know, and it's not that we're we're that's people. Not the case at all. We're people. We and have we, feelings. And on, and on top of that, we don't have to deal with each other either on a romantic level. Like, or even, or even like, um, and we have feelings. That's what it boils down to. Not all trans mm -hmm. women are sexual escorts who, and I'm not knocking my sisters who are because I get with, I, I know the struggle sis. All I'm saying is not all trans women are escorts. I'm saying all black people are gangbangers. Exactly. We are people. And I feel like a lot of people take the humanity out of trans people. They take the humanity out of us Mm -hmm. and they think that we are just there to be there. We're still people. That girl that's, uh, that's, you know, that that guy is taking care of, who that celebrity is taking care of, and things like that. She's still a person because with feelings. It's like that gay oh, boy that's yes. being flown to fucking yep. Spain to yep. go fuck somebody else. It's very real. Um, but yeah, no, this is it's very, it's very layered. Um, but I definitely just kind of want to like close out this segment of Crystal Tell, the 20th episode. Um, just kind of... You know, I think one of the big things that stood out to me today was just, like, kind of being one with yourself and kind of knowing who you are. Whether that's with age, being 25, whether that's being trans, whether that's posting shit on Facebook about who you're, like, dealing with. So, just kind of, like, just be one with yourself and just kind of acknowledge, you know, who you are, where you're at in life, and just be okay with that. Be honest with yourself. Honest. And have mm-hmm. a happy Memorial Day, guys. Exactly. Memorial Day. And, like, I'm I not in D.C. I didn't this weekend. Yeah, I'm supposed to be in D.C., but, you know, that's not happening. Um, but, you know, have fun in D.C., y'all. Sizzle if you go to the And happy through. birthday, Pierre. We turned up at your party. Happy birthday, Pierre. <laughs> 90s Things birthday. Take care, guys. Bye, y'all. See you next time. Toodles.